1 Peter uh, 22, 2-3, and it is on page 857 of your Pew Bible. So now that you have been... Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. If you haven't received it yet, then there are some uh, handouts that are going to be going around right away, like right now. That would be great. We're going to hand out some things. But I want you to look in the spots where you are in your Bible for right now. Look at 1 Peter chapter 1 and 2. Right where Tom just read. We looked at these in the Bible class this morning in the auditorium, and I, when I was preparing this week for this class and going through those words, uh, those verses, it just struck me how perfect this was for what we wanted to do this morning. It says in chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And by the way, Daryl Bean came over to me after class and he said, when you look at those words, you look at deceit, hypocrisy, envy, or I, I miss malice. Malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. He said, isn't it amazing? When we think of the big sins, those are not the ones that come to mind. Like, you don't think to yourself, slander is the most grievous of sins. Some, some of you in here have probably slandered somebody this week. I probably have slandered somebody this week. Without meaning to, but it's happened. We don't think of that as being the most grievous of sins, but it's, it's not a good thing. And clearly, Peter is wanting it to be rid from our lives. And he says that the way that, that these sins, specifically, are going to be taken out of our lives is when, like newborn babies, we crave pure spiritual milk. So that by that, you can grow up into your salvation. I think that's interesting language. Uh, Peter and Chelsea are here with a brand new Ezra Willis Roberts. And if we were to say to Ezra, I actually, I met Ezra for the first time on Friday night. And I, I did talk to him a little bit. He didn't say a whole lot in return. But that's because he was in the process of craving pure milk. He wanted to eat. And so I was there, and I thought that I could keep his attention. I thought he would pay attention to me, that we'd have some fun together. We could have some kind of conversation. At one point, I actually recited to him the Greek alphabet, hoping that he would catch on. 
He didn't get it right away. But he was not interested in the Greek alphabet. He wasn't interested in anything I had to say. He just wanted to eat. And he cried about it. Like the babies sometimes do this, don't they? He cried about wanting that milk. Well, I think it's fascinating that Peter here says, crave pure spiritual milk. A couple of weeks ago when I was preaching, my guess is that some of your minds wandered because you were thinking about the gold medal game that was happening right afterwards. That's my guess. And it might be that already this morning, some of your minds have wandered. I start talking about a baby and you start thinking about a baby that you know and one thing leads to another and pretty soon you're somewhere else. I get that. I've been there. But Peter says, crave spiritual things the way that you would crave pure milk. Like a baby can't think of anything else. Like Ezra was not interested in in me. That one's not either. (laughs) Babies crave pure milk. And as you know, there are times when that's absolutely all they're craving. That's all they can think about. They're totally focused on that. And Peter says that it's supposed to be like that when we start thinking about spiritual things. When we start asking in our hearts, in our spirits, how is my relationship with God? What are things like for me in relationship to my Heavenly Father? And do I crave, do I crave God like that? Like, I don't know if you've ever been really hungry or really thirsty to the point where you don't care about anything else. That's all that matters is whether or not you're going to be able to get something to eat or something to drink. This week, Lauren came by. We've mentioned Lauren before. Lauren has been here before. Lauren is a native fellow who comes by who's an alcoholic. He lives on the streets. He comes here and and he gets food here quite often. One of the things that being an alcoholic does is that it dries out your system. Like you, you can get quite dehydrated, especially if you haven't been drinking. And so Lauren came here this week, and when he walked in the door, he was sweating profusely. Like it was not warm out, but he was sweating profusely. And he was ill. In fact, if truth be known, he... You know what I mean. And so we had to clean up a mess. And the reason that that was happening to Lauren is because he was so dehydrated. He's trying to get off of booze. And he told me this week twice when he came by, he said, I'm just trying to get into detox. But his body wants alcohol. To the point where he was sick because his body so badly wanted the alcohol. And this morning, I just want to ask the question. If you couldn't have the Lord, would it make you sick? Like, would you crave 
God so much that if all of a sudden all our Bibles were confiscated for whatever reason, they're all gone, and we can't, we can't look at the Word of God. Or no longer can we meet as a church. No longer can we profess Christ openly. And you're suspicious that maybe even someone in your house could turn you in if they catch you in a daily quiet time. And you just couldn't find something from God. Word of God, scripture, fellowship. It just wasn't there. Would you be physically ill if that happened in your life? It might be that you would. Maybe it would take some time, but maybe it would do that to you. But my guess is that too often, too much of the time, if that was all kind of taken away, for some of us, it just wouldn't make that much of a difference in daily life. Like moment by moment, it just wouldn't make that much of a difference. And Peter says, crave pure spiritual milk. Can you imagine if we said to Ezra, sorry, that's all. No more. You're going to have to go a couple of days. Ezra would not be a happy boy. He would be crying. We would want to make sure that Peter and Chelsea kept him at his house because he'd be crying a lot. Would you cry out like that if it was taken away from you, the pure spiritual milk that is yours? Well, the whole point of taking in pure spiritual milk is that we might grow. And that's exactly what Peter says. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you've tasted that the Lord is good. So we receive what we get from God. We taste that. We recognize that that's good. We keep taking it in and he says you'll grow. Growth is going to take place when you crave pure spiritual milk and that's there for you to grow from. And so God wants us to grow and he even provides the means for us to grow through his spirit, through his word, through fellowship. Lots of ways in which God helps us to grow. Well, we've been talking a lot about growth. Last week I said we're going to talk this week about how to grow, specifically how it is that a Christian grows. I want you to look at this handout that we have because we're going to spend the rest of the time here filling this out. In fact, somebody has some pens. Is it Nathan? Are you the ones with the... Somebody had the jar of pens. But I don't know who it was. I, I put them back there and Bud said that he dispensed them to somebody. Okay. I know there are pens in the back of the pews. There we go. If you need a pen, raise your hand. If you, do, like, if you look around and you go, oh, I don't have a pen, there are about 30 in this jar, so we may have it covered. There's one up here. Anybody else need a pen? Look at the first page here. Calvary Church of Christ Individual Christian Growth Assessment. Isn't that a fancy name? Then there's this scripture, this beautiful scripture from Ephesians 4, 11 through 16 that talks so much about growth. We've mentioned this several times. And then look at the one from Ephesians 5, 15. It says, pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. And so we want to be wise people, understanding what it means for us to grow. Then below that, I put on here our mission statement. To be like Jesus in loving and serving God and humanity, we will follow the Bible, minister to Christians, reach out to the world... 
And that means that we have a goal. There's something that we want to get accomplished. And so look at the first paragraph down below that. It says, reaching this goal requires you growing in your understanding of what it means to be a Christian, expanding your personal knowledge and application of biblical truth, and daily applying what you learn in meaningful relationships with God and others. Through the presence of his indwelling spirit, God enables you to know, obey, and serve him. Please follow, or sorry, please complete the following assessment. It was developed by Tom Rayner and Lifeway Christian Resources for the use of churches without cost. Now that's kind of generous of Rayner. Rayner is a big time church growth guru in North America right now. He publishes lots of books. Uh, some of you may have read his book, Simple Church. There's a lot of things that Rayner publishes, and this is designed to help churches grow, and it says without cost. That, that means that he obviously wants this to get into the hands of churches. Because he sells lots of things. This, he said, please take it and use it. The assessment helps you think carefully about your spiritual development related to six specific spiritual disciplines, abiding in Christ, living in the word, praying in faith, fellowshipping with believers, witnessing to the world, ministering to others. It assesses your Christian walk at the personal, relational, and missional level. Okay. So if you look at the first page after that, page two here, spiritual growth assessment at the top, it's pretty self-explanatory. As you complete the assessment, avoid rushing. Listen for God's voice to encourage and challenge you. And so before we start this, what I want us to do is to pray. And I want God to bless us with some wisdom as we fill this out. Would you pray with me, please? Holy Father, we have talked a lot about growth and what it means for us as individuals to become more what you want us to be. Father, we've seen even this morning that there is a crave a craving of pure spiritual milk that you desire to be ours. You want us to crave you like that, and we want to. And so, Father, I pray that you'd bless us, give us clear minds for the next few moments as we just think about growth factors, what it means for us to grow in you, and some of the things that will help us grow in you. Clear our minds, clear our hearts. Help us to have understanding, Lord, this morning about where each of us is. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. Okay, pretty easy. One, two, three, four, five in terms of sequence. You can see what those mean at the top. When you finish, if you just sit quietly and wait, okay? When you finish, just sit quietly and wait. And if you don't finish this all today, it's okay. But work on this for a bit, please. Well, I see that a lot of you are uh, finished or are on the last page. Some of you not quite, and that's okay too. You know, my, my first thought was, I'm going to have everybody hand these in at the end, without your names or anything, right? And so that I can just get a picture for where the church is, with reference to how they feel about themselves in terms of growth. And then I thought, I think people really need to keep these. And it's probably more important for you to keep and to reflect on and think about where you are than for me to understand exactly where everybody is. And so I'll let you go ahead and keep those. The reason that we did them in here this morning is because I just, you know how people are, I just thought we'll never get them done. I'll hand them out, but nothing will really ever happen with it because that's just the way we are. So that we could do it right now, get this done, and then it's something that you can take home and reflect on. Tom Rayner knows 
what he's talking about on most things having to do with churches. And he's developed this because he thinks that the six areas that have been identified are key areas for a person's Christian growth. And so I hope that you take seriously your scores, where you ranked yourself when it came to those different areas. And then in the coming weeks, we're going to talk some about growth and some of these key factors with reference to what it means for us to grow together in Christ. So take that home, plot it out, do the, do the, the back part with the circle, finish that up, and then do some reflecting on what that means for your life and your own personal walk in Jesus. Let's pray. Holy Father, it's so clear from passages like 1 Peter 2 that you want us to grow. You want to see progress. And we've talked a lot about that and seen how imperative it is that we grow together. Father, we saw last week so clearly how you want us to go from being spiritual infants to being spiritual giants like a Margaret Tidland who is what God wants her to be. And so we thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with opportunities for growth. Help us to seize those. Help us to take advantage of opportunities for growing in Christ. We praise you that your spirit comes and lives within us, enabling us to grow. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's all stand and sing together.